Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Tradie Business School podcast, the only podcast you need to listen to to grow and scale a profitable trades-based business or any business for that matter. But uh, obviously, we love working with our tradies. Uh, today, I am joined with uh, my good friend, Brian Santos, partner in crime for today's sessions. <laughs> G'day, Brian. Glad to have you on the podcast. I hope you're well. Hey, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having us again. Welcome back. It's, uh, it's good to have you as a, as a recurring feature guest on the podcast. I, I do enjoy our time together. Mate, we've got a, got a banger, banger topic up today. It's right up your alley. You are the mergers and acquisitions specialist. Offline, we were talking about some of the amazing opportunities that are out there right now. Now, this is good for people at both ends of the spectrum, you know, people that are in kind of startup phase or really anywhere in their their journey. And they're kind of, you know, the last three or four years has been exhausting, you know. So if you're considering wrapping things up just because you're overworked, overwhelmed, burnt out, whatever it may be, there's an opportunity for potentially you to propose a merger and acquisition with somebody else where you can get some help from somebody who's you know maybe more established um they can see what you do but likewise there's other people out there that perhaps there's an opportunity for you to you know acquire their business you know one of the things that was really stood out for me when we were talking offline about this was you know we a lot of our clients and a lot of people we talk to have issues with getting employees and this is a really cool way to get more employees more capacity more help so i mean what are you seeing out there mate you you talked a little bit about the the sort of the polarizing i guess that's happening out there some people are i guess slowing down some people are getting a bit scared that there's a another crash coming i mean what are you seeing yeah so so it's interesting, right? So over the past what couple of years since COVID, right? We've we've had a, a few experiences, right? Yep. But one of them being that a lot of people have kind of gone out on their own and started to win their own business, uh, you know, business and uh, jobs, etc. And construction and the trades businesses in general have kind of boomed, right? There's been yep. a lot more demand than there has been uh, availability. So supply demand, you know, so too does you know, and and less. You know, and obviously with the borders closing and all that sort of stuff, there's been a, a, a lack of quality staff and people are competing to find the, you know, good team members, et cetera, et cetera. So but it, Ryan, there's no staff out there. I can't find anyone. Where are they all? There are plenty of good people out there. The thing is... But where are they, Brian? I hear everyone. They're working for someone else <laughs> or they're working for themselves. And yes. this is that reason why... I love mergers and acquisitions for a number of reasons, but one, you, from a strategic point of view, you can kind of flip your problem on its head, right? If your problem is staffing, and uh, is staffing, for example, well, if you acquired the right business or merge with the right business, right? Let's say there's, there was a business out there that was the same size to you, right, or, or thereabouts, and had the same amount of staff, you know, whatever it was, right? With this one acquisition or with this one merger, with this one activity, which is this acquisition or merger, you can literally double your business. Yeah, nice. Literally double your business. 
And if you do it right, you can you can you don't need double the overheads either, right? You don't need double the rent and, and all that sort of stuff. I won't go into too much detail, detail <laughs> but but well, that's know, the thing, though, right? Like if you're smart about it, you can halve your overheads. You you, you, you can halve your overheads and double your capacity. You it, know, some exactly. of overheads. Obviously, you're you're doubling your employment overhead, but you know, you would expect that another like for like company is going to be bringing in enough to cover their their portion of wages and those sorts of things but you know if you can merge into one premise or you know even even with a merger and, or an acquisition it it allows opportunity to go okay do we actually need an office you know our, our whole business is now run remotely so you know you don't in this day and age you don't need an office i mean you can like if you want to have like a corporate sort of address you can hire those virtual offices for you know a couple of bucks a month you know sort of thing so exactly so you, so you can use it for talent acquisition right so an acquisition a business acquisition the strategy behind that could be because you need the talent because imagine right i i, I hear this all the time if i had two three four of the right team members i could explode my business i could take on more clump take on more work well instead yeah. of just hiring it or trying to find the right players a, a grade players and all that sort of stuff just imagine for a second if you were able to acquire or merge with another company that already had the three or four key employees that you're looking for right that's what that i think that's maybe what you were alluding to where are they where are they well yeah 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 I, I love the thing you said before about people being self-employed like i i remember when i first started my in my journey by myself the amount of times i was like oh now i get it being out by myself do i really want to keep doing this and the amount of times i've had people and i've seen like people who have been self-employed often make some of the best employees because they get it now right and they don't want that burden so you know even just acquiring a solopreneur somebody that's out for themselves but usually you'll find that they're not managing their invoices their cash flow is smashed they're exhausted they just want to spend time with their family right no different to the problems that we help solve people if you can come across somebody and help solve their problems right it becomes a no-brainer you know yeah so really like just acquiring people but i think one of the other things you said is you know it opens up the opportunity to get to the next level what do you mean by that well like i said if you're a, a you can grow what we call organically right so you're you're working harder you take on more and more jobs more and more clients and your pricing's better and all that sort of stuff right so you can grow kind of incrementally right so yeah. with more output you sorry with more input you can create better better outcomes right more output right so that's that's organic growth whereas growing by acquisition or acquiring another business means that you have opportunity to to not only add to your existing business but let's say, for example, your clients are a specific type of client and you provide the carpentry for that, right? Let's say they also use other ancillary services that, that aren't just, uh, maybe there's, I know shop fitting kind of fits under carpentry and all that sort of stuff, there's, but shop fitting is kind of a separate separate kind of, um, you'll sit, you know, together, <laughs> right? But imagine if, you, if a carpentry business is specialized in this certain type of carpentry, acquired something that was complementary to what they're yeah. currently doing, and they had similar types of com uh, of clients, then you could add now that service to what you already do, and even yep. sell get obviously get more types of clients or, or the number of clients, 
but also add now a service to your existing clients that you did, didn't have uh, before. Yeah. So while one plus one equals two, it actually doesn't in these in, in many of these situations. There's a saying, right? One plus one equals three in mergers and acquisitions. <laughs> yeah, so I love it. I love it. And it does, it does make perfect sense. And I think the other thing too to consider is usually when you're merging those complementary businesses, the skill sets between employees are often complementary as well. So it, then, you know, if, if one side of the business has a quiet month or a quiet year, and, and we see this in businesses all the time where they've got multiple disciplines, you know, you see the ebbs and flows of people moving backwards and forwards between the two specialties, if you like, just to allow the business to continue to grow and flourish. So, all right, Brian, you've convinced me. I want to look at a merger and acquisition now. What are the biggest problems that you see in this space? I mean, this is your jam. You do this all day, every day. Yeah. You help people. What do you see? What What are the pitfalls? Why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you merge or acquire a business? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good question. I mean, there's a lot of risk, right? If you yeah. don't, especially if you don't know what you're doing. And especially if you don't know, not, not I should re rephrase that. Not if you don't know what you're doing, but if you don't know what to look for in the right areas because yeah. they can be a real pitfall and a real kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, it can lead to all sorts of uh, problems and issues. So what often happens as a result is is people end up paying too much and people end up paying on on unfavorable terms, should I say, meaning that, you know, a lot of people want to, you know, things up front and all that sort of stuff. Often the case with a lot of small to medium-sized businesses, what, and I, it's understandable, right? But what a lot of people want is usually way different to where what the real value of it is, right? Oh, I've had my business for so many years, and so I'm valuing it based on what I, you know, all that, you know, you know how much money I put, like I put my family's, you know, money and my house on the line. And but at the end of the day, the value of a business is based on its actual value, which often the case comes down to the profitability of the business, right? That's for another. Yeah, you know, the old. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen it on like uh, the marketplaces out there, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. I know what I've got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no low ball offers. I know what I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And business owners do that, right? They get really oh. attached to what they think the value is of the business, and you know, look, I think you know, even in my own experience with with acquiring businesses, like there were some lessons, you know, valuable lessons learned along the way through doing due diligence where I thought I'd done enough, realizing that, oh shit, there was a whole heap of other questions that I should have, could have, would have asked. But, you know, the the acquisitions that I've been involved with, it's been really, you know, I've wanted to do it just for that experience as well. Once again, probably my biggest pitfall with my first acquisition was I did get advice, but not necessarily from the right people, you know, like a Brian Santos would have been a great place to go who specializes in mergers and acquisitions and going, okay, what am I missing here? Because, you know, speaking to the lawyers, speaking to the accountants, they've got their own sort of way that they look at things. But then there's this whole, you know, I mean, part of the reason that I'd look to acquire things is for that expansion mm -hmm. of acquiring other staff, acquiring systems and processes. And, you know, for me, the, the, the acquisition of TGC was about velocity. You know, I, I wanted to get from where I was, was going, sort of starting up, building out the coaching business to, you know, being able to help people at a greater scale faster, you know, so it does open that opportunity. But like you said, it comes with inherent risk. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the, I, I think one of the things, you know, you talked about 
we when it comes to this sort of stuff is you know the risk of working harder because mm. like when you acquire a business there's a whole heap of additional work that has to go in you have to get in there and really pull it apart to see what's mm. going on uh one of one of the other challenges that that comes up and has i know we've gone through this too is the integration of jet teams you know you've got different management coming in people taking different roles there's a whole it, it's, it's not easy for a lot of people to kind of integrate into a new environment, you know, and it certainly can upset the apple cart. And, and sometimes people have got to go, you know, it's just, it, it gets to the point where it's, you know, you can't fit all the pegs in the square pegs in the round holes, you know. So, so that's a real, that's a real challenge, I think, for acquiring businesses, making sure, you know, when I look back over things, I think if, if I, you know, the lessons that I've learned would be, you know, get in there and integrate and trial it for a while. I know we've got a client at the moment in the middle of acquiring businesses and, mm. and part of what they're doing is working in the other business and kind of taking it for a test run, trying it on for yeah. sites, which I think is good, but obviously risky, you know, like you're putting time and effort and energy in there. But I think that shorter term pain for the longer term gain is, mm. is, uh, is good. So I mean, in your experience and your wise wisdom that you have and, and knowledge around this space, what, what do you think? I mean, I've, I've probably alluded to some things that, that I would have done differently. What are the key points that you could give our listeners for if they're considering going down this path, you know, from, from I guess, the smaller end, uh, you know, maybe they just need to acquire a solopreneur, you know, somebody that's out there doing you know, their own stuff right through to acquiring a million dollar plus business, which is what we've done. Yeah. I think first and foremost is understand like what you're after. So don't, so I know acquisitions, mergers and acquisitions is an opportunistic thing, right? So it's an opportunity for us to grow, opportunity for us to acquire new employees, et cetera, et cetera. But we should also be thinking about it from what do we actually need and what do we actually want point of view first, and then looking as as to whether or not an acquisition fits in to what we need or what we want, as opposed to the other way around, right? We go, holy crap, there's a nice opportunity. And then we kind of go after that. And then that beca- we fall in love with that, with that business as a shiny fr- object. Correct. Yeah. Our business should always be the key thing that we keep in mind, not yeah. that, that business, if that makes sense. And so that's where I think people can get, get kind of lost, right? And go, oh, this is going to be an amazing opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Let's think about it, how it fits into what we're after, what we're trying to do with our business, and if it actually fits in the first place. Yeah, I think that was, you know, that's one of the challenges for me looking back over over my involvement with these things is that, you know, losing sight of the core business that you're in and the goals and the cadence that that's got and getting distracted by a shiny object, amazing opportunity, but not really thinking it through to the, the, the depths that it needs to be to allow you to actually do that in a strategic thing. Otherwise, you just end up kind of smashing these two businesses together yeah. and, you know, where everything lands is where everything lands, but that's really not cool, calm and collected way of, of doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Anything else that you think? Like, I mean, if you were to give a couple of key points for, I, I guess, from uh, opportunities, there's obviously scaling the business from employees. There's scaling opportunities, and I think that opportunity to break through ceilings is good. Is there any other 
things that, you know, you might look to acquire a business for? Well, you, you can reverse it, right? In terms of if you're a, a, a business and you're thinking, geez, either I, I'm over it or I'm over oh, yeah. it all on my shoulders, right? Maybe you can kind of reverse and look for opportunities to merge or sell your, or a part of, you know, sell and then be an employee. Because oh, yes. you have the skill set and potentially the contacts in the team, right, to bring into yeah. that you know that you could you could grow substantially. Yeah, uh, you know you can reverse that. So merger and acquisition doesn't mean that it's all about you looking to acquire and merge. Love it. Could be about you looking to sell and merge. Right. Um, there's that side um, as well. So yeah, and I think that that you know that's that's a great way to I guess sum it. You know, wind this all up is. It can go both ways. It's an opportunity for you if you ha have had enough. But, you know, whether you want to retire or you just want to take the load off a bit, I think that, you know, just going like if, if business, if you found yourself in business and you've worked out that maybe it's not for you, go and be a part of someone else's business and just take that skill set to them and, and just empower that, that, that business to, you know, be the rocket fuel in the tank. I think that's, such a beautiful contrast to, I guess, everything we've talked about. You know, there's opportunities at both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So it's been very cool, Brian. I, uh, I really appreciate your time. I think we'll wrap it up on, on that note. But um, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you want to have a chat about, you know, mergers and acquisitions, if it's something that's been on your mind and you'd like some help navigating, then by all means, you know, reach out to us at inquiries at tradeybusinessschool.com. That is inquiries with an E. And, uh, you know, we'll get in touch. Either myself or Brian will we'll reach out and we'll have a chat about how we can maybe help you through that, that transition. So, uh, mate, that's all for me. Brian, thanks so much for, for being part of the, the show again, the podcast. Really love uh, the times that we do get to spend together. So thank you, mate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next show. Cheers, Adam. Thanks, guys.